Hello, and welcome to Danley and Friends. I'm your host, Ryan Danley. On this podcast, I seek to spread joy by connecting you with my friends and other people who are doing positive things in their community and in the world at large. I also seek to spread connection through encouraging open dialogue, having difficult conversations, and exploring new ideas and concepts. In this episode, I chop it up with my little brother, Dante. Dante is the youngest of my four other siblings. He and I talk on a pretty regular basis about life and everything that's going on with both of us. It's really weird because although we didn't grow up in the same household, we exhibit some of the same personality characteristics. So when I talk to him, it's like I'm talking to a younger version of myself sometimes. It's wild. And so this is a peek into the conversations that he and I have. I've really grown to appreciate them because we get into some real spiritual shit. And that's exactly what we do in this episode. We talk about growing up, and we talk about what we think life, the universe, and God are. And it gets deep. He's a deep dude, and you'll definitely see why I love talking to him. Enjoy the show. Boom. We're up. We're going, baby. Uh, Got a special guest with me today, my youngest brother, Dante. And, uh, you know, Dante, tell the people, who are you if you had to give your elevator pitch? Um, if I had to give my elevator pitch, depending on who I'm talking to, professionally, I would be, um, you know, I'm a software engineer. I'm 24 years old. I um, work at a pretty prominent corporate company um, in fintech. And um, really who I am personally is just uh, I'm a creator, man. Like, I like to do all types of things. I've got hobbies from paintball to growing plants and, um, you know, just creating in any type of way that I can is that's who I am. That's what's up, man. And I definitely see that. And we were, we were talking about this a little bit before you got on, like, um, you're just getting older and like people seeing those roles, man. Like, um, you know, I have to admit, like, you know, I look at you guys and I'm like, Oh shit. Like you're not the little kids. I, you know, I knew when I was a little kid, you know what I mean? So, uh, it's been really cool, uh, talking to you lately. And, you know, having conversations with you as an adult um, to see who you've grown into, man. I really think it's cool. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely an interesting thing to think about because, like, um, you know, the dynamic changes from person to person. Like, when you have these relationships, like me and you, for example, like, I remember uh, whenever you used to visit or I used to visit you, it was just like, yo, I couldn't wait to see what Ryan was doing or, like, I always wanted to just be around you and everything. And it's like, not that hasn't changed, but... um it's like I can see the similarities instead of like only looking at what things I want to pull from you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I almost know what you mean, man. Cause like when you get older, you kind of see who people are for who they are. And you kind of like realize that like, man, everyone out here is just an adult, like trying to do their thing. Like, you know, no one really has yeah. it figured out and stuff like that. And, uh, that would be the way that I convey it. It's like at first it was like I was I was a kid looking up to my older brother, but now it's kind of like we're peers in in like in life and everything. Like of course there's still a million things I can learn from you and that I do all the time, but you know, there's there's other aspects where we're on pretty much a level playing field and I think that's like it's just crazy. Like you know, that's part of life. It is, man. It's a it's a dynamic shift. It's a dynamic change because it's you go through this process where 
you're evolving, right? You know, you're not the same little kid that you were before. I remember we used to go to Disney World and stuff, go to Six Flags and stuff. And I remember you were too short to ride on the rides. And oh, now yeah. you're taller than me, bro. You know what I mean? So uh, <laughs> it's just like, you're not that kid anymore. So it's like, you know, you've gone through this evolution, you've gone through this process and, you know, everyone does. And it's a very lonely process because you only, you know, you know, the evolution that you've gone through. And so I have to continue to evaluate you based on the slices that I get to see. And that's what everyone does. And so it's weird, but uh, I think it's really cool because lately I've gotten to see more slices of you because we talk, you know, we hit each other up. Uh, I mean, it seems like once a week now, at least, you know? (laughs) So it's been, it's been cool, man. What do you think is the wildest part of like getting older, man? Uh, The wildest part of getting older? Well, I could say two things. One is like, um, Pretty much everything that I thought I'd never do as a kid, I'm starting to do. Like, uh, I never thought that I'd live in the city, or I never wanted to live in the city, and I live in D.C. Or um, I didn't really want to be in the corporate world. I am a software (laughs) engineer, you know? So um, as you grow, you know, the things that you don't want from the start, it just, your perspective shifts a lot. And... um, you know, the the things that you're usually, that you run from tend to be the things that you run into, you know, and that's, that's just really interesting to me. Another thing other than the perspective change would be like, uh, um, your problems before are totally different than they are now. Like, uh, when I was in, when I was in high school, it was just like, you know, I can't wait to get to college. And then now, like, I got to college and it's like, oh, man, I can't wait until like, I'm a full adult. And then now I'm a full adult. It's like, ah, I wish I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's probably like the craziest thing that I've experienced so far. You yeah, know, man. It, theoretically, you know. Yeah, it's, it's wild. And like, it almost seems like the problems come with more zeros attached on the end of them, too. Yeah. Because like… You know, back in the day, something would be like, I don't know, 10 bucks or like, you know, $20. And then it becomes like $100. And then it's just like, <laughs> what the hell is happening? <laughs> it's nuts, man. It's nuts. And like, um, not only are your problems like magnified, but it's like, man. But there's like a level of complexity to them that continues to increase as well. You know, like, because... Uh, before problems were kind of simple. Like, I mean, even thinking way back, like, oh, I don't have my ball. You know, I want my ball. <laughs> you know, get my ball, problem solved. Yeah. But now it's like to acquire things, it's much more involved. There are many more steps and um, each of them are so detailed and uh, it, gets, it gets tedious at times, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, your problems are super magnified and then they're ultimately complex and then you always have to think about the other people that are involved now. Like that was... <laughs> That's another thing that you, that changes from when you're a kid to where you're, when you're an adult. Like you know, um, when you had your problems, it was it was it was just about you that had the problem. But and then like it didn't have a an effect on other people in a sense. But now it's like all the decisions that I make has an effect on not only the future but the people around me and everything. Like I have to decide like who am I going to spend this time with? Like like how many times am I going to go see? like my grandmother or my aunt or however much. And it's, it's, it's much more complex than being a kid going to school. And, and the only thing you got to worry about is a grade or where's my ball. 
Yeah, <laughs> straight up. Uh, I was just talking to Kelsey about that, actually, like how, you know, when you present like a problem or an issue at work to somebody, not only are you dealing with them as a tool, like they are human capital from, you know, to put it bluntly, like, you know, everyone is a tool at work, but at the same time, you're dealing with a human being. And so all their issues at home, you know, maybe their grandma just died. Maybe, you know, something just happened to them that is impacting them. And you have to deal with that. You have to dance around people's motives. Um, some people just can't, you know, communicate as effectively. And so, uh, you know, there's not clear on their ideas. Like, it, there's so many layers to being a person <laughs> when you yeah. get older, you know? Yeah, it's like uh, trying to cut down a tree, but the axe is screaming about its feelings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's nuts. And that's something else that I had to come across. I mean, come overcome as a like maturing as an adult you know like um when you're a professional setting you can't let outside issues in or else it it causes problems you know you got to separate certain things and then not only do you have to separate certain things but you have to be able to read people to know like when they're in a bad mood oh i can't do this with this person yet i have to wait until they're out of their mood or like let me do something to cheer them up and everything it's like um you know there's more there's more layers to life. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, timing, like you said, uh, I think is a, a factor in that. It's like, yeah, right now is maybe not the to- right time to present this to this person or right not, now is not the night. Blah, blah, blah. Right now is not the right time to ask this person to do this or, you know, just based on their emotional state and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah, man, it, it's wild. And I often find myself asking, like, what is all this? You know, like what what even is life? Like, what is this? It just gets weirder and weirder. And I'm just trying to have a good time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's like, that's, that's what it is. It's just everyone trying to have a good time. And in order for that to happen, like you kind of have to have the bad things within it. Cause um, you know, what is good without bad, you know? So yeah. it's uh. Life is wild, man. I mean, it is, it is in a sense, what you make it. And at the same time, it's like, sometimes it's not what you make it. You know, like something that I'd say, like one of my catchphrases is, you know, sometimes shit happens for a reason and sometimes shit just happens. Yeah. So like, you're just, you're just like a person floating in, in a space where, you know, things are popping off. And at the same time, you're popping things off. So. <laughs> It's, it's the weirdest like interplay like you you definitely in my opinion have a direct correlation with what happens in your life like i believe that your mental state your uh will your determination and things like that all have an impact on the outcomes that you get but at the same time life is uh, happening it is some shit that you just experience like things are happening you're like what I think every year that Donald Trump was president, I, I, I that whole time I woke up every day like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is <laughs> happening? What is he saying? Dude, like, like, yeah, like can he say this? Is this how yeah. is it not bleeped out? You know, like back when uh, everything was bleeped out on TV. Now yeah. it's like you could just spew out your mouth saying whatever you want. I mean, I know it's a it's an opinion, but yeah, it's crazy. You know, times of Times were really, really nuts during that era of life. And I think it's, um, you know, with technology and everything, it's just getting, it's getting more and more fast paced. So it, it's always mind blowing to me, you know, um, 
I personally, I, I, I have a rough time with social media. Like it's, it's an on and off thing for me. And I think that part of the reason is because like, you know, information is so fast paced that it's like, you don't even have a time. You don't even have time to like sit back and actually think about what just transpired. Cause by the time you try to do that, there's always something else coming across the screen. So like that whole like era with Donald Trump going on when he was president, it was just like, press conference after press conference after like random thing that he's saying and then like across the world a bomb goes off and it's just like everyone's just kind of in a sense of chaos you know so i think that kind of like attests to how life is in general though you know um it's chaos it is and i think that makes a lot of people uncomfortable but i think you just kind of have to learn to roll with it man and um, I think part of that process is filtering your inputs. Like, you know, what do you pay attention to? Mm-hmm. Like when I was in the hospital, uh, when I got hurt, um, I didn't have, I couldn't use my phone. My hands didn't work. Um, so I didn't watch TV just cause like, I don't know. I didn't want to think about it. Like it was just too complex for me at the time. And I found some peace in not knowing what the fuck was going on for a little while, you know? Mm-hmm. And I realized that when I was tapped out of it, my life was just the same as when I was tapped into it, except I was less anxious, <laughs> you know, I was anxious yeah. about other things, but you know, I, I was much less anxious about you know what was happening in the world and, and stuff like that. And so I think it goes, goes back to like what you focus on and like what you pay attention to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A matter of perspective, like, uh, like the, the comment that you can't have good without bad, or you can't have on without off, but it's, it's all a matter of your perspective in a sense. Like, Something that I like to bring up when I'm having uh, conversations around like uh, just like opinionated things or like um, the question is like if you think about a war and you know like you're on one side of the war, you're thinking that you know you're the good side, you're, you're the good guy and the other person is bad. But what are the people on the other side thinking? They're thinking that they're doing the right thing. The exact same thing, but it's it's like it's all a matter of your perspective in in the sense like do you see on is on or do you see on is off? Like it it's in a sense no one's correct. It's 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 weird. It's mind boggling. That kind of goes plays into uh, the other day when we were talking about like how we see the world and everything like. For me, it's it's really just like it's a matter of perspective. There's shit going on at all times, and really, like you're going to be happy if you decide to see the happiness in it, and you're going to be sad if you focus on the sad parts. You know? Yeah, man. Um, and that's that's not to say that like as long as you you like perceive things out of happiness that you're always going to be happy. No, like you're going to have shit times, but it's like uh, what you what you pick out of that. You know, like what you choose to focus on at a time. So, no, I, I totally get where you're coming from when you say like um, you got you found a peace in not having and not knowing what was going on in the world. And at the same time, you understood that, like, you know, life is still exactly the same, whether you knew or you didn't. But like when you're when you're seeing so much stuff going on, it's like your perspective changes. You know, you're focused on that stuff, so you're you're more anxious. Or that's how I feel. It's like I'm thinking about like all these different opinions that everyone has, and it's it's like it's taken away from what I 
could be focused on to to keep me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like it takes away from self-fulfillment because you start to worry about whether or not you're doing the right thing um, in terms of like what everyone else thinks is the right thing. And I almost feel like it's like too much input at one time. Like I think the internet was a beautiful thing and that information was allowed to travel, you know, at a rate that advanced society drastically. But I don't think the human brain was necessarily made to be exposed to so much information and so many opinions at one time mm-hmm. because people process things differently. They process them at a different rate. They're exposed to, you know, things at a different rate. So someone who say works out in an oil field for 12 hours a day doing like manual labor, they're probably not going to be on a computer reading the internet as much as someone who's, you know, 24, 25 in fintech, you know, that gets on Reddit and stuff like that. And so your opinions are going to be different than that guy's. And therefore, there might be some tension because of that, because he's not going to see the information you saw. You're not going to see his perspective because you have, you know, a different set of information. Mm. So I don't know. We're all working with different sets of information and expecting each other to bow and bend to each other's will. And it's the weirdest shit ever. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, and I think that that's the major problem. It's like, instead of understanding that you have a difference of opinion because of your perspectives being different, it's like, it's like you think that there is a right and wrong answer. In reality, it's, it's not really right or wrong. It's, it's just your understanding of the situation. In my opinion, it's like, um, something else that I saw was, um, it was actually like, I think a CA, CIA agent, she was saying like she had done like so many different things out in the field where it was like, you know, starting wars or like information trading or like, uh, like spying and everything, espionage. And it was like the thing that she said that really stuck out to me was almost every like war or like battle that not necessarily like her fighting in the field, but like, um, that was going on could have been solved just with a conversation, you know, just understanding the other side's perspective instead of immediately writing it off as an issue. Um, like if, if me and you are having a fight about something, we could choose to like draw a line and put a wall up and it's like, you're wrong. I'm right. I'm always going to be right. You're always going to be wrong. However, we have a conversation about it. We'll probably come to an agreement where we understand each other. You know, like I get, I get where you're coming from. I know why you're mad at me. All right. Makes sense to me. We're not mad at each other anymore. Right. You know, I feel like a lot of people can't really, or haven't been doing that when it comes to social media and everything, because I mean, like, it's a it's a gift and a curse, you know. It's a it's an outlet where you can put whatever you want out there without a consequence, and at the same time, you're getting all types of people's information. And then we're already so diverse as people. It's like you're gonna get those opinions that don't fit in with yours, right? You know? I just think we just haven't really understood how to handle it yet. No, I don't think so, and. Part of it is what I think to be attributed to the evolutionary process. So I think initially it was very beneficial for decisions to be binary. Like that's a threat or it's not, you know, that's food or it's not, I can eat it or I'll die. Like, I think 
decisions used to be very binary. And I think now they're not so much. And what's happening is a lot of politicians are playing into these wedge issues and making things binary when like, you know, they probably shouldn't be as binary. And like one example of that, that I think of is I was talking to my friends about clean energy the other day. And I'm like, yeah, it seems like it should be a fucking no brainer, right? It's like, why we can use the sun? Why do we have to burn oil and stuff? What do you mean? We can just use this thing up here for free? Like, you know, and, yeah. but you know, there are hundreds of thousands of people who work in this industry who would you know lose their jobs if we shifted suddenly. And, um, you know, the infrastructure's already there and, you know, all these different things. Like, it's really odd. And so I'm not sure what to do about it. So you, you can't just be like, hey, we got to stop right now. You have to come up with a plan with steps and layers and stuff. And people don't mm-hmm. fucking want to do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, uh, I feel like it's, uh, it's inconvenient. It's yeah. big problem. It's inconvenient. You know, it, it stops you from living the way you were living. But, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I feel like I'm a person who accepts change pretty easily. Like we were talking about this before, you know, we, we similar in the sense that we do random things all the time, you know, well, um, like you've got your show going on, you guys, you also are doing like your tie dye thing. Like you make music and like, I, for one, like I code, I do trading, like I do all types of things. I never sit in one spot. So, you know, with that, I feel like we're, we're people who really understand how to accept changes, but they're people who are like, not able to do that as easily because of either like how they grew up or just like what they understand or what they hold on to. Um, I've had that conversation as well, like um, about like the tech industry being really big now. You know, the the fear is um, if we create a bunch of AI or or robots to do manual labor, everyone in the manual labor force is going to be out of a job or, um, you know, they're, not everyone can really catch up in the tech tech industry to get a good job. And really when it comes to that, my perspective is like, you know, that change is in a sense, it's necessary for advancement and it's inevitable. You know, we went from, we went from the iron age to where we are now, you know, like, we first had stone tools, then we had bronze tools, then we had iron tools, you know, like the stone workers are no longer in, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they no longer have in business, you know, they're no longer in business. So it's going to happen eventually. And that's not a big, like, like F you to anybody in that industry. It's just, you know, like change happens, you know, it's one of the things in life that is guaranteed things are going to change. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the rate of change, I think just like people have a hard time with. And yeah, I, th- I mean, like think about phone operators. There used to be a person who had to plug phone lines in and like, you know, actually switch <laughs> yeah. them. And, you know, eventually that had to go away because now we can talk over the internet. Now we can you know, use cell phones and all kinds of stuff. And uh, it's like, I think we as society can agree that that was uh, a remarkable change. It was wonderful. But there were probably there's probably some lady that was like, I've been doing this for 20 years. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, you know, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah, and, definitely. And she's right. You know, she's not wrong. She's like, mm-hmm. damn, I've done this my whole life. I don't know how to do anything else. I am an expert at this shit. What do I do now? 
that's also a difference in between the time too, really, when you think about it, because, you know, back when everything or information transfer was slower or like there was less, there were less people, you know, you would specialize at a job. That would be your job for life. You know, um, people with the last name Smith, they, it came from them being blacksmiths in the family. Their family ran down and had the same, you know, you pass your job down from person to person. But now we live in an age where it's like, I can learn a new skill from YouTube. You know, I can learn a new skill like that in a couple of weeks or a week if I really want to put in that much effort. And with that, it's no longer like everyone is starting to specialize anymore in the sense you're kind of like diversifying into everything. And I think that, I don't think it's as encouraged as it should be, but that is what we're moving towards you know, uh, having a diverse, um, career. I think so too, man. And I think that it's one way that corporations are going to be, you know, slowed down unless they're a tech company like an Amazon or a Google. Cause I think, mm. you know, some of these companies are realizing that things move fast. They need to move fast. They need to move people around. But I think some of these other industries, um, aren't necessarily so keen on that. and they're probably eventually going to get ran over by some young startup who is a little bit agile, who, you know, convince people that um, they could bring their idea to fruition, moving at a rate of speed that's faster than some of these other people. I mean, look at how Netflix put Blockbuster out of business. That's not the only time that stuff like that happens. It's not the only industry that it happens in. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think we're going to see a lot of companies that boom out of nowhere Quote, well, what we consider out of nowhere, consider it to the normal timeline of businesses being built, you know, mm-hmm. as things get faster. I agree. I'm excited for it, though. Personally, I I was the one that wanted to, um, I couldn't wait for the future to come. You know, I'm trying <laughs> to see a flying car. I'm trying to ride on a hoverboard and everything. So, you know, the faster it gets here, the happier I am. Yeah, man. I think uh, Elon Musk is pushing pretty hard to get us there. <laughs> Yeah, going to Mars. Uh, people hate that dude, though, man. They people hate billionaires for some reason. I, I don't know. How do you feel about it, man? I'm curious about like you know your perspective. Um, it's it's interesting. Honestly, it's like I don't necessarily hate him. I don't have a problem with the dude. I don't have a problem with people being billionaires. If it's not like, you know, a greed thing, you know, they're, they're good billionaires and then there's bad billionaires. There's people who just, you know, hoard all the money and there's some people who give back. And, um, as far as Elon, Elon Musk goes, I think that we should keep giving him money. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, like if we could make a, a, um, make a train that goes from DC to New York in like an hour, like that's one of his plans. Why would you not want that? You I don't know, understand. Like, yeah. I don't understand why people wouldn't want that. Yeah. That, that sounds like that's just fixing travel or not even fixing it, but like updating it. I can't look for the word. I can't find the word, but like. Revitalize? Yes. Revitalizing travel and like making it faster. Like that does nothing but speed up 
our process of growth, just like yeah. the internet did, you know, like now that we can transfer information much faster, you know, one side of the world is not in the dark while the other one is, is like understanding something that's completely mind blowing. So, you know, you speed up the rate of travel, we can ship things faster or we can move, we can just move objects faster. We can have people who are like working in DC and then they go to New York in an hour and they do something else or they can live in New York and come to DC. Like it's, it's, it's great. Innovation is, is amazing and I'm fully in support of it. And uh, even like to the point of off-worlding, like, you know, I, why not? Yeah, you know, why not? Man? Why not? Yeah. I think greed gets in the way uh, for uh, a lot of innovation because we, they were talking about electric vehicles, like, Back in the early 1900s, and oh, yeah. that got pretty fucking squashed. And then, like you know, the trolley system and stuff like that. Like you know, cities were trying to build infrastructure to make things happen like that. But um, I feel like the Fords and General Motors of the world were like, "Fuck that!" You know, <laughs> yeah. There's there's actually a patent for a um, air powered car that I saw. I think it's in um, it was in like 2006 or so. But yeah, there's it's a car that uses uh, compressed air to to blow into the motor and it it moves you know and it's completely free like (laughs) you go you if you want to you can get a bike pump and just pump (laughs) up your car like that sounds amazing but there's i feel like there's more money in slowing down um the evolution of things than it is in like speeding it up for example like like the iphone i personally do not like apple i will bash apple all the time um, but it's, you know, like I say they sell convenience in the sense that like, you know, the big thing is, oh, you can, you can iMessage or you can FaceTime people or, um, all my devices connect together. Okay. But what's the difference between the iPhone 10 and the iPhone 12 or whatever they're at now? Man. So I actually yesterday switched from a 6S plus to a 12 pro and, uh, it's like the same phone. Like, you know what I mean? It's not (laughs) much different. Um, This one's a little bit faster. It actually, the body of it is like an iPhone 5. Like it has the square body, kind of like the older version. It just has three cameras on it. And so people think it looks cool. Like I bought it for the RAM and the convenience. You're fucking right. I got a MacBook. Like, um, (laughs) yeah, it was easy to transfer from my other iPhone. Like, Mm. It's fucking easy, man. And I, I, I own a couple shares too, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to keep it. And that's a good move. I definitely need to start doing that. That's, that's a financial tip that I've heard about. Buy the things that you're, you're using. But um, yeah, man, as far as Apple, that, that, that just like, it throws me off. Because it's like, we could be so much further ahead than we are, but we're not because of a money grab. And yeah. if you look at like, uh, like Android phones. You know, they come out with crazy stuff every single time. Like there was a, um, ah, what was the name of the phone? I think it was a Nokia, but it had a strong enough camera where you can take like a picture of a building and then you can zoom into the window and see a person. Like That's crazy. They had cameras like that, but we're worried about an iPhone camera right now that can't do that yet. Like yeah. it's nuts. And um, like um, what else? Like taking, a, taking away things like an audio jack. Like I don't know why phones are doing that now. that is so that's, frustrating to that me that irritating. is like that's the number one frustration i had with iphones i was like why the fuck would you take away my headphone jack like 
not, I don't know. It's like connecting it to the car and stuff like that. It's just not as easy. Like I hate Bluetooth because of latency. Like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's definitely more money in in slowing the evolutionary process when it comes to technology. And and um I used to have conversations with people about like the problems that competition can cause in in evolution. Like uh you know, if if competition is good because it drives um you know different advancements or innovation however it also stunts growth in a sense like if you got too many phone companies then you know you're you're reinventing the wheel over and over again you're not actually like coming up with something new you're fighting over who has the best price you know yeah. like it's it stunts your growth whereas like if we had if we had all these different space companies working together we probably would be a, like have a plant on the moon by now or like on Mars. Like it's completely possible when everyone puts all their ideals together versus like, I don't want to work with that guy or I want to be better than that guy. So I'm not even going to look at what he's producing. I'm going to start producing something on my own or I'm going to steal ideas. Like it's, there's a hindrance caused by competition. And at the same time, there's like beauty that comes from it. So yeah. Uh, it. I get what you're saying. It, it seems like uh, there's like a ceiling on competition almost. Because after a certain while, it almost plays to like the lowest common denominator. Because it's like, hey, this company's doing that and that's popular. Let's imitate that and only change it slightly instead of trying to innovate. Like, you know, true, like, what do the people need? What do the people want? Like, what would make this so much better? It's like, hey, that's their product over there. Let's kind of do like the minimum viable thing that's close to that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why Apple gets to the point where, you know, their cameras aren't nearly as good as like Samsung and stuff like that. And uh, it's frustrating for me because I think, again, we're talking about change, the pain of changing, you know? I, did, <laughs> I, I want to fucking yeah. change my phone. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to get used to all this shit. And like, yeah, dude. oh man, because there's so much other shit to worry about, you know? Yeah, no, so, I feel that. I feel that. That's why I just I, I just dove into it. I was like, forget it. Just give me an Android. I'll be the guy that goes green. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, then when it's those things, it's truly painful. But, you know, like, I'm not in any group messages anymore because I <laughs> break them. So, you know, that's, it's funny. It's funny. But, um, yeah, dude, like, I don't know. I find I find it, I see an issue with it. The people on top who are making money from it don't. That's, that goes back. It's a call back to perspective, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. And that's, uh, I think, why there also hasn't been much innovation in the medical industry. Because I think when you cure things, you eliminate the need for the company, you know? So it's kind of like, why would I cure something when I can treat it and, you know, continue to make money year after year after year? Milk it. Milk it. Yeah. It's frustrating, man. And, uh. There's a guy I like a lot. His name's Chamath Palahapataya. And he worked for Facebook and he uh, had a fund called Social Capital where he's like just trying to do dope shit. You know what I mean? Like they made a ton of money, you know, hedge fund and stuff like that, I believe. But uh, he's just trying to do like dope things, things that will change the world and solve big problems. But he often talks about how at that level of like, you know, when someone's a billionaire, they get very risk averse because they're like, why would I spend massive amounts of capital to try to solve cancer when I could do the sure thing over here and just invest my money in like, I don't know, stocks or something like that and continue to make returns, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
people just, like you said, get greedy, man. Where, where do you think that comes from? Like, where do you think that greed stems from? Really, it's, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a dominance thing in a sense, I would think like, you know, people want to get rich so they can have like a big house. They can have all the cars. They can get like whatever they want, you know, and I feel better if you don't have it, you know, that's, that's the capitalist mindset. And I think that that really, that really like gets so driven into people that they don't, really see it for what it is at times you know like um you know like i wanted to get rich i wanted to buy um this lamborghini that was like 4.4 million dollars or whatever <laughs> and you know i used to talk about it all the time it's like yeah i'm gonna buy that lamborghini i'm gonna get really rich and buy it but like what else could i do with 4.4 million dollars you know a lot bro you know and um you know you can kind of tell where a person's mind is if you ask them like what would you do if you got a million dollars right now, like my first answer would be, you know, I, I probably buy a house, not like huge house with like four car garages or anything, probably the size of the house that I have now. And most of that money is going into investment or starting another business. And, um, but the capitalist mindset, especially when you're like towards the bottom, it's like, Nah, I want all the the cool stuff. I want I want this nice car. I want this nice house and everything. And then like if you keep that mindset as you're going up, you're gonna lock yourself into that. And it's like I what I don't need to help. I mean, I don't have to help. So why would I? Yeah, you know, I, I can keep being happy while everyone else is just off doing their thing. You're in your own world. I think that definitely plays into it. And. I, I for one, like, I don't like the capitalist mindset. I feel like it, it not only, like, drives us apart financially, but also, like, um, like in relationships. Like, uh, you could have a capitalist mindset in your relationship. You know, like, if this person doesn't bring me absolute benefit, they're no longer of use to me. You know, and that instead of thinking about that person is a person you're now thinking about them as like property or like, like an object, you know? And I think that that, that is definitely like a, a problem that comes from capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Cause I don't know. It seems like people get so focused on, making money and it's because they think it's going to bring them this happiness when i feel like true satisfaction comes from you know kind of everyone around you being happy and you know being able to make a positive change and do things that are good for the community and from for yourself because those are things that kind of continue to pay out and you can see you know grow dividends over time like um mm. You'll plant a tree whose shade you'll never sit under type of situation, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, you see the tree grow and you know that one day people will get to use that and sit under its shade versus if I buy this Lamborghini, it's like, okay, now what? It's tight. I get to drive it and it's fast and stuff like that, but eventually it's going to break and mm -hmm. I'm going to have to get it fixed. And you know, there's an expense and you know, I got to move it around and stuff like that. And I feel that. Materialism is weird, man. Materialism's 
weird as hell to me. But I used to, I used to want to be like that, man. I used to, man, I had like four or five watches that I wanted. I was like, I, I want a Rolex, I want an Audemars Piguet, I want, you know, all these different watches and cars and shit. And um, I don't know, man, maybe I will still check them out at some point. Maybe I'll rent one. Maybe I'll, I don't know, maybe not watches, but probably a car. I like to drive, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like you, like, I feel like much more could be done with that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like personally, like as I matured, you know, perspective change. I get bored, honestly. Like, after a while of sitting there buying everything that you can buy and, like, you know, doing doing all this stuff. I mean, like, mainly the material things. I'm going to sit in my house after a while and be like, yeah, I got the Lamborghini. Yeah, I've got, like, golden floors. Like, now what? Like, right. the, the only pleasure you get out of that is showing it to other people. Like, look what I have. Look what I have. And then... And in that sense, you're not even like happy because of what you have or that you made it that far. You're more happy that you can stun on other people. Right. You know, like I I just find that kind of appalling. (laughs) It makes people like it it breeds envy. It breeds dislike. It breeds jealousy. It breeds so much that um, isn't good for the greater consciousness, you know, so. Mm. I don't know what that's about. It's like the uh, the American rat race, man. You're fighting to be on the top so much just so you can get to like that house. You can get to that that golden area, but it's I don't think it's all it's jacked up to be. Granted, I haven't been there. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, that's it, it's interesting and that kind of goes that kind of touches on that um thing we were talking about the other day. I said, <laughs> have you ever mad- imagined what it's like to be God? If he's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nuts. However, I personally just be like, I think it'd be boring. I think it'd be boring because like you can do everything in the drop of a hat. And like what, what's the point after a while? It's like after a while you're going to do everything and you're going to sit there and be like, bored. So it's like um it's like writing a movie, directing it, and playing all the actors in it, all the roles, and then going to watch it in the theater over and over again. Like and, it, yeah. and like laughing at it like you didn't know what was gonna happen. You know, it's 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 gotta be boring after a while, right? What do you think or who do you think God is? What I think about that is like um Going off that same point, like, okay, so what I think God is, is a collective of everything. It's everything at at once and nothing at the same time. And the sense that, like, uh, you know, you can't have on without off, right? Right. So in order to have everything, you also have to have nothing. That's what God is in a nutshell. But in that sense of like, um, all right, let me take it here. If you're bored, you're all knowing, you're all capable of doing things, you know, like the greatest thing that you could do. And this is, this is from Alan Watts, like uh, listening to different things that he said about like the Hinduism and everything. Um, 
okay. So like I used to be Christian, right? And like grew up in a Christian family and everything. Used to go to church all the time. I went to a Catholic uh, middle school. And, um, you know, Christianity is pretty simple to understand. Um, you know, there's the Holy Trinity. There's God above, all-knowing, all-powerful. There's Jesus, who's his son, made in his image. And then there's the Holy Spirit, which is kind of like the soul of everything. You know, um, uh, you know, like the magic, the background that you don't really get to see. And um, what really bothered me or what changed my ideals about being Christian was um, when I was in school, they would say, you know, God is all knowing, knows everything that you're going to do, but you also have free will, which is kind of contradictory. Um, and also on top of that, you know, he's in this eternal battle with the devil, who is somebody who he created and is not necessarily equal to him, but like battles with him. So I question things and I'm like, you know, if you're all knowing and all powerful, that means that you knew in creating this guy what was going to happen at the end of it. So you either did it on purpose or like, I don't know, some kind of like joke. It, does, it didn't make sense to me. So it kind of like broke my belief of it. It's like, why would you do that if you knew it was going to be a thing? And um, what really like led me to where I am now is uh, mushrooms. <laughs> but um <laughs> this Alan Watts uh video that I, I listened to um around last year really he was saying you know in Hinduism um God is is everything at once and in order to really experience things and to be to to really like feel it he tells himself he's not God you know you you forget who you are so you can go and experience things as if you never have before. And in doing that, like you, you kind of experience, to experience everything, you can't really do it in one life or you can't do it just as a single person. So create billions of them for different perspectives of wherever you are in that point in time. Like, I feel like God is all of us at the same time in the sense that like, you know, we're all just, different experiences of God. You know, you're, we're all experiencing the different combinations of life. Like, like you can live in this place or you can live in that place. You can be poor, you can be rich, you can do that. You can be, do it. it's all a different experience of one thing. I feel. Yeah, the universe experiencing itself from different perspectives. Kind of like we're all sensory organs for God or something like that. You know, we're all sensing the universe. Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting thought. Um, I also believe that there's a universal oneness and that we're just different expressions of the same thing. Because it seems like, you know, when you look at, uh, from a basic level, like the building blocks of life. So you look at, you know, what is carbon you know we're carbon-based life forms then you look at like what builds that up and you start you know getting into like subatomic particles and things like that and then you get into like well like what is light it's both a particle and a wave at the same time and then you start getting into like einstein you know energy equals mass times the speed of light squared and you find out that 
both mass and energy are the same thing. And it's proven, you know, like he, that's how they came up with the atomic bomb because of that thing, you know, like, so once you realize that mass and energy are the same thing, you realize that it's just like different manifestations. They're in different states, which leads me to believe that everything is vibrating. Everything's a wave and kind of goes back to that duality that you were talking about. Like there's sound and silence. There's, you know, waxing and waning. There's sunrise, there's sunset. Um, There's death and life. It just kind of seems like we're all some form of energy um, that emanates from unity, whatever that is, you know, Mm. like pure unity, like everything's all the same. It's like, we're like, you know, boom, explode. Then all of a sudden life develops, like little organisms develop and it gets a little bit more complex. It gets a little bit more complex and humans are built out of those. Like you have cells, you know, your cells preceded uh, the human being, the cells created the organ, the organ created the organism. And so now we're here creating whatever the fuck we're creating, you know, like AI and stuff like that. So uh, <laughs> it's just, it's a constant stream of creation really. And then like, it, I don't know. I, I feel like everything kind of works in a loop in the sense that like, if you, if you think about the big bang theory, for example, you know, at first there was nothing and then there was everything. And constantly that time, as time passes, things advance, things develop, things evolve. And then eventually the sun blows up and it all gets destroyed. But then it happens again. You know, it's, it's just, it's that switching from on to off, you know, like uh, while everything is growing up, everything's on and then there's a switch and it's off. And then it just, it just repeats. Like you can't have, one thing without the other other and you know people ask me you know like why do you think um why do you think we're here what's the meaning of life and it's like my answer is always we are because we can be you know like it's there is no no absolute reason except for the fact that it can it it can happen you know so like the fact that we ex- exist is because it's possible for us to exist. There's no reason other than that, at least for me. Um, and you know, you you put you put meaning to your own life, and you experience what you experience. It's not to say that like, one person has a more meaningful experience than the other. Um, you know, it's it's all just a part of the different combinations of what we can experience. No, so yeah. eventually what happens to you is going to happen to you and then what happens to someone else is going to happen like it, and and have you ever noticed that you know um when you're talking to somebody about like their life experiences you have a lot of similarities most people have a lot in common it, more than they realize yeah mm-hmm. and it kind of just seems like we we all have the same problems in a different shape yep mm-hmm. and and like I I actually was having a conversation with uh, one of my friends, one of my um, my friends I, I like play games and things with. Um, he lives in Missouri. Um, he's a he's a he's a Christian, and we were having just like a conversation about like our religious beliefs and everything. Nothing like a de- not like a debate or an argument, but just like kind of just understanding what each other believes. And I was just explaining this this thought process that I have to him, 
and he was, you know, not defensive, but he was kind of like standing strong on his beliefs of Christianity. And then like, I kind of realized that deep down we were saying the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, it was just like with different, with a different like skin on top of it. Um, Like if you think about like the Holy Trinity, the father, son, and the Holy spirit, that's really kind of translate to a mind, body, and soul thing, you know? And, um, in one aspect, you can separate them to think of them as different entities. Well, as like, I like to think of them as all as one, you know, something else is like, you know, the brain named itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really odd to think about. And mm-hmm. you read books like, uh, Joseph Murphy, the power of the subconscious mind. Um, and you hear how he translates the Bible, like very differently. Like he believes the you know, the father and the son, it's like, you know, the subconscious mind versus the conscious mind, like the mm. conscious mind can impress upon the subconscious mind, whatever it wills, but the subconscious mind can't make any distinction between like good or bad, real or fake. And so that's why like affirmation and stuff like that works. Cause if you can convince your subconscious mind, then you're good to go. And that's, uh, evident in things like the placebo effect right? Like Mm. you think you're taking it. And so you convince yourself that you're getting better and then you get better, but all you had was sugar. How, you know, it's the the mind. So, um, I think there's some credence to that. Um, I think also the universe is fractal kind of like you're saying, it keeps going on and on and stuff like that. I think we're, it's just like fractal. Like it's like an endless scale. Um, you look at the rotation of protons and neutrons, you know, like in an atom. And then you look at the planets. It's the same thing. And you look at like universes and galaxies and shit. It's, it's all spiral. Disc, right? Yeah, it's all spiral. <laughs> you know, like so I, I don't know. I think, you know, maybe we're all just like echoes of something, man. Like who knows where the fuck we are. I always wonder about that too. Like sorry not to go on a tangent or like you know, really random, but I always wonder like where is the universe, you know? Mm. I don't know, it yeah. trips me out. Yeah, it's like, it's like, is there a center or is there not a center? Or like, like if you take like a like a frame out, can you actually find a reference point to anything? And I don't, I don't think you can. Like, I don't think there's necessarily a center. I think that yeah. everything's like something that I heard earlier. He was, uh, what did you say? He said, uh, nothing exists by itself, only in relation to other things. So that's that was from this Alan Watts video that I was listening to today. Like, we are, the sun is the center of our, like, galaxy. But in reference to another galaxy, we're probably far off to the left or somewhere else. And their center is their sun. You know, everything is all relative and in the sense of fractals to go back to what you're saying it's it's relative to whatever piece of the fractal you're in you know so and another thing that's trippy (laughs) it's not it's nuts right (laughs) and um you know the funny thing is I, i really try not to i i i don't like to i do like to talk about these things but you can't always it's hard to find a person to talk about these things with because some of these ideas are scary or they're trippy or like sometimes people were just kind of like cut you off because it's like, whoa, like that, that guy's nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, 
it's too much to handle or you know like something like that yeah yeah the thought that like the thought that we are one and all that stuff the world works in fractals and everything sometimes it's like it's one of those thoughts that you can't get out of your head you know it affects everything that that you're thinking about and i've definitely felt that at times where it's like you know now that i i've i've come across these theories and everything it's like i can't get away from them you know and it 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 has an effect on everything that i do i just think that that's it's interesting man it's it's talking about the universe is definitely my thing one of my things and um <laughs> like earlier today i drew like a hypercube on the wall <laughs> like a four dimensional cube yeah yeah yeah, I drew that over there on the wall and tried to explain it to somebody and it was just like they're like, "Yeah, let me let me talk to you about this later." <laughs> <laughs> so, so give me give me the rundown. Give the people the rundown of the hypercube. So basically, if you think about a cube, it's got six faces, right? A uh, hypercube is essentially seven cubes in one. So if you take like you take a cube and you put a cube on each one of the faces, you've got seven total. And the way it works is um, each of the edges are actually touching each other. So if you had, like, think of like an L shape, right? If I was to, if you were to put three cubes in it together, where it's like one's here, one's next to it, one's on top of it, the two open faces on a hypercube are actually touching each other, hmm. right? On every single part of the of the hypercube, they're all technically touching each other. And then the trippiest thing is the outside faces are also touching each other. It's it's hard to fathom, really. It took me like sitting in the car by myself, you know, trying to imagine what it would look like for about 30 minutes before I actually like understood what was going on. Yeah. So yep. you got a cube in the middle, cube on each side, cube on the top. So this arrow that I'm drawing is showing that the flat side is actually touching that other flat side. But the craziest part is these sides on the outside that I drew a line next to are also touching each other. So like think about it as like if you're if you're in a box and you run into one of the walls, you don't hit the wall, you go through it into another box. Like almost like Pac-Man. Like yeah, come out like, of the side and then go go back into it. Yeah, but yeah. instead of it being the same level, it's a different cube. Okay, okay. And no matter how many times you run through a wall, you're going to end up in another cube. You never can get out of it. That's that's kind of how the four dimensional space works. It's it's like seven cubes stuffed into one. It, it's it's nuts, dude. Like I've. Uh, I took a lot of time like thinking about or trying to understand like different dimensions and everything. And I thought like at first it was like, you know, like you you can meditate to the point where you like transfer to a different world type of deal. But if you look at it mathematically, it's not like that. It's more it's kind of like it's kind of like a portal. Like, you know, you ever seen like the Chronicles of Narnia when they walk through the wardrobe and they end up in a different world? Yeah, yeah. That's possible if a hypercube exists. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's that's generally what the idea is. You know, you you walk through a door that you think leads you to the room on the opposite side, but it leads you to another world. 
and then you turn around and the door's gone. <laughs> that that's, is wild. That, that's almost like that show. I forget the name of it. It's slipping me right now. It's a Netflix show. The they're trying to get all these keys. Was it the magicians? No. I'm not sure if that was the one, but I just started it, and they they do. It it has like similar effects like that. It might be that. Yeah, they're like trying to get these keys or something like that, and like going through these portals. But yeah, that's that's what I immediately pictured. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting, man. Yeah, so like, um, uh, reason I brought. I mean, like that came up recently it was because i was watching that show and the person i was watching it with was asking like you know do you believe in magic and in a sense it's a yes or no i think that you know magical things can happen but they have an explanation to it like uh if you if you know like about like illusion illusionist or magicians what they actually do is like it's sleight of the hand or it's like switching your perspective so you're looking at one thing you're focused on one thing but actually there's something else going on that makes the trick happen yeah. So it's possible that magic does exist, but it has like a f- physical element to it. So like if I was to teleport, it's because of a four-dimensional space, in my opinion. It's not because, you know, a miracle happened. Like maybe we just discovered that or maybe we know what it, somebody knows what it is. But um, I think that, you know, miracles can happen, but they have explanations. For sure, man. Uh, there's a saying that I like that uh, one man's magic is another man's engineering. So, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. I feel you on that 100%, man. Mm-hmm. So um, we're actually getting pretty close to an hour. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the message I like to finish with is if you had the ears and eyes and attention of everybody in the world and you could deliver one message, what would you say to everyone? Um, if I had the attention everyone in the world it would be to think for yourself and question everything because um you know even especially now we live in a world where so much information is fed to us and you know i'm a victim of this as well uh so much information is fed to us and it comes from all these different sources that you can assume that it's true you know um People thought the world was flat for a period of time. Some people still do. But whether it is or not, question it. And question who it's coming from. Question where they got it from. And do your own research to figure it out. Because there have been plenty of times where I believe something was true just off the word of something. And it wasn't. 